Welcome to Real Talk. My name is Alita, and I'm a singer-songwriter who uses pop rock as a catalyst for hope. Real Talk is a podcast that features prominent figures in the music industry and beyond about deep personal truths and things they wished others would talk about but generally don't. This week's guest is Tommy Jackson. Tommy Jackson is an incredible individual, and I met him at a music conference and saw him speak and knew I had to have him on this podcast. He's very motivational and he's doing a lot, including something called First Note Entertainment, which is a music label, and First Note Play, a music publishing and licensing company. One of the groups he's targeting to help is the youth of America, and he's trying to show them that through simple tools, they can understand and can take control of their power and potential in life. He developed something called the power of your walk, the power of your words, your actions, your love, and your knowledge. Simple. I'm a simple country boy from South Alabama, and I say with big dreams and a bigger God. I have uh, lived a crazy, full, uh, and eventful life one day at a time, and that's the kind of the way I approach everything. So uh, I guess the world knows me as one of the top financial advisors in the country, I say humbly. Uh, you know me from the world of music, so I own First Note Entertainment, uh, which uh, has many divisions. It's a whole music label, and then also I do motivation speaking across the land with something I developed called The Power of Your Walk, The Power of Your Words, Your Action, Your Love, and Your Knowledge. You, I, been- one of the reasons I wanted you to speak is I saw you speak and you talked about your daily routine, like what you do every morning. Or if to- that's going to be the case, then you can go through a whole day and go, man, I feel like, I feel so tired. I worked my butt off, but I really not accomplished anything. And at early age, I started building in processes that allowed me to win the day. And so I'll go two different places with that. The very first place that I go with it is my belief. And I have a belief system that life begins and ends every day, not at a certain age. And so whatever happened yesterday, I can learn from and I can grow from but it's happened. I can't change it. It's just gone. Whatever may or may not happen out in the future is so unpredictable that I use common sense and say, look at all the things that I was worried about that never came to fruition. Look at all the things that I hoped for that never came to fruition. And what was left between the past that I can't change and the future that I'm so unsure of was today. So I go, if I've got today, then let me make today as powerful as I can make it. And to do that, let me have a purposeful intent to start the day. So before I go to bed each night, I actually list 10 things for me. Other people can do four, five, or six. But I list 10 things for me that I want to accomplish the next day. So when I wake up, and I wake up at different times, when I wake up, I start with one. And then I go to two. And then I go to three. And you're going, God, that sounds boring. No, you actually go to one, two, three, four, five, six yourself. Unfortunately, plenty of times somebody else has determined what your one is and what your two is and what your three is and what your four is. So if I feel like if I can be proactive for a large part of the day versus reactive, it allows me to accomplish a whole lot more in a day than the day accomplishing me. So it's just a belief system I've done literally forever. Yeah, no, I think that's a generational thing too. Like I think they're... uh like older generations kind of have more of the mentality that you you are in control of your day, right? You have more 
um, agency. Call me an OG, right? by the way. She just called me an OG. She called me a boomer. No, I'm teasing. I'm totally joking. You have to leave that in there. Um, it's real simple because we believe that there's these generational gaps. But what we believe is there's not a generational gap. Generations always progress. And we think you guys are the most powerful generation at all times. You're incredibly wise. You're incredibly smart. But you are being moved left and right by waves of emotion. And so the fact that I have positive, proactive things that I want to do, it doesn't take my reactive time away. So it may be number two or number three that I was wanting to go to. And then somebody sends in a sync request for me and I have two hours to form that. It's not like then I go, no, I can't. I have number five and six and seven. Immediately my day is broken and I go to that. But then when it finally gets back and I've satisfied that, I am not wondering what am I going to do next? I step back into being as proactive. So that actually allows me to get my sync request in more probably efficiently than my competition because we will have already done the things such as organizing our catalog, making sure we understand the, the sounds of the song, making sure that we have references built in, making sure that we've done all of the metadata that's going to let us find our songs quickly. So when I'm not looking through, I own, I own over 3,000 songs. So I'm not looking through 3,000 songs. I'm reading the brief. The brief usually has one, two, three, four. I'm then pulling up a short list of songs and saying quickly, how do I eliminate all the songs that don't reach one, two, three, four? I will only send in a song if it really fits the brief. And that's why we have a lot of success with the supervisors. That's why we have a lot of success in the sync world. I'm going to make sure if we don't hit that brief exactly, we do not send in a song. And that then lets me get back on track to being more productive with my day versus looking for two hours for a song it's probably going to take me literally 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So going along this uh, path, since we are both in the music industry, yeah. what is some of your advice, I guess, to younger artists right now? Hundreds. But, you know, my youngest artist, I signed her when she was 14. She's 18 now. We've done over 100, I don't know, 28 songs on her that we've written together. And we've only produced like 17 of those, uh, 18 of those. And we're just now starting to release her into the world on a very disciplined plan for the next 12 months. But in that is all of the stuff that she needs. So she's got all of her social media outlets and her Instagrams and the Spotify's and the TikToks and all those other kind of things. And like, I'm very big on Clubhouse right now. And I think it's a beautiful platform. But at the end of the day, I would say as a young artist, no matter where you are in the chain, you have to make your decision early on, what level artist are you trying to be? And then you have to build a plan for that level. And so if you're an independent artist, it doesn't mean that means you get to do anything you want, write anything you want, uh, perform any way you want, social media, anything you want. It means that if you're really trying to make a serious run at the career, either being signed or being recognized or making money on your own, and every independent artist out there should be making six-figure income. They just should, but it requires them to actually understand that the music business is exactly that second word. It's a business. So the very first place I would start with young artists is, what is your brand? Who is your audience? And what is your plan to connect the two? Mm -hmm. 
What's the hardest thing that you've been through and how did you get through it? I mean, obviously the hardest thing that I was ever, that I've ever been through is getting through childhood. I didn't ask to be born into this situation. And so when you're dealing with being born into a lot of violence and being born into a lot of addiction, um, the hardest thing that I had to do was separate myself and realize that wasn't me. And that wasn't my fault. And that seems like on the outside looking in a very easy thing to do. But if you're sitting there and someone says, hey, you need to act right. But the only way that you know right is, is hitting somebody or, or you know, you need to do the right thing, but you've never been taught how to do the right thing, then you're going to do the only thing you know, you're a product of your environment. So the hardest thing for me was, is to build a new environment while I was still in a very tough, very gross, very bad environment. Mm -hmm. And so I literally had to step away and say, okay, if I don't want to be this, then I need to do the opposite of what, what I'm seeing. I didn't know what to do. I just knew what not to do. And I will tell you, if you would eliminate in your life all the things that you shouldn't be doing, your life is going to take a different path in a different direction. And that'll be different for every listener. So for me, it was like, okay, my dad's an alcoholic. So I need to at least respect the drinking side of the world. Okay, my dad's a drug addict. I need to at least respect what drugs can and can't do for me. Okay, my dad hits a woman. I will never hit a woman. And so I started building my own belief systems, even though I was still in a structure. And you just go, well, that should be easy. It's not easy if you have no references. So I build a life on what not to be versus how to be. But how did you know as a kid? Like, how did you know without references that you, that wasn't right? Like what? Um, that's a, it's a super great question. It's, yeah. it's, it's unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, because you're seeing it happen. Yeah. You're seeing it happen. I know it's not right to, to be so drunk that you can't speak. I just make, to me, that dude looks stupid. I looked up to him and now I don't look up to him anymore. So I, I didn't need anybody to tell me that looks dumb. That just looked dumb. I didn't need anybody to tell me that it hurt me when he hit me. I felt it. <laughs> I knew. Yeah, yeah. And so I, so I, I'm like, okay, I won't hit people like that because I understand the pain. So, I mean, I think it's such a great question. It's like, you don't know what to do. You only know what not to do because you're experiencing such a high level of pain and hurt. So if you think, if you drew the association, when my dad is sober, he's super awesome. And when he's drunk, he's super mean. It was real easy for me to decide, I think I want to be super sober because I'm so scared of being mean because I know how that hurts. So it was just, it was literally just, you just knew how bad the pain felt. So the opposite side of that had to be something better. Hmm. Yeah, no, that, and that's so cool because you're like, yeah, you're entering the, I really am glad that you put the work in that you entered the psychology of a kid, you know, like you really took the time to like go all the way back and like understand that part of yourself. And that's so important, I think, for people to heal, like no matter what they've been through, like that's just really special. Um, So I guess my last question, just because these are kind of be short, but What's something that you think is super important to talk about that people generally don't like? 
Uh, and it can be a couple of things like- The that. very first thing was, is I learned through my psychology stuff, I learned the power of words. Mm. And so I tell everybody, if you're struggling, go back to the roots and they start with the words. And, I, and so I'll give you this very briefly. My brother was always told, you're a splitting image of your dad. You're going to be just like your dad. You're just a little Earl. You're just like, boy, you're just, you know, he grew up to be just like my dad. Mm. And I ended up burying him because he ran from the police because of what he had in his car and he broke his neck and in a car crash running from the police, just like my dad. For me, for whatever reason, they were like, Tommy, he's our smart one. We don't have to worry about him. He's going to take care of us one day. Oh, he's going, there's, boy, he's going places. He's the one that's going to do could the power of your words be that simple? And so I tell people to go back and just reflect on your words over the last 10 days. What words are you speaking and what words are you hearing? And it might be through text or whatever. And then the second part is dig deeper and go back into your childhood and listen to the words that you remember because they're actually driving you to your decision processes today. And so if they're not good, you can re-speak those words. The second part of that then is, was the power of love. And if I could tell anybody anything, is like when you don't feel loved or, you, or you're looking for love from all these, looking for love in all the wrong places. When you're looking for love in all these different situations, circumstances, if you're looking for, I'll feel love when I get rich. I'll feel love when I find a partner. I'll feel love when I accomplish this goal. I'll feel love if I get my song on the radio. I learned to love me some me. I love me some me. I realize I have all the flaws. I realize I have all the issues. But if you can actually love you, then it's hard to actually love all the things that you're putting your life into. So I just tell everybody, take that mental scale when you're starting to make some really poor decisions and say, on a scale of one to five, five being amazing, one being not so amazing. If I do this, how much does it tell me I love myself? And it keeps you out of a lot of problems. So the power of your words and the power of your love is so important. Yeah, I love that. Well, Tommy, thank you so much. You clearly have so much wisdom and I'm so glad that I have the opportunity to share to share you with the world. So where can people find you if they want to follow you or like what are the new projects you're cooking up right now? Yeah, I mean, we're cooking up a lot of projects always. But if it's music, firstnoteplay.com. If it's music, firstnoteplay.com. If it's the Tommy stuff, tommyjacksonofficial.com. And they can come in and get a little bit of these things that are real cool and creative on Tommy Jackson on YouTube. It's Tommy Jackson. Live and through these times. Real fun. You light me up and you lift my soul And I glow, baby, baby, glow, glow Light me up in 